Welcome in to episode 14 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Colas. And thanks for joining us as we take our journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Uh, we are in part two of a two-week special uh, on the anniversary of or in in conjunction with widespread panics appearances in red rocks uh over the years since 1991 and um last week we covered up through 1998 and so we're going to pick things up uh after that and uh and, and in some ways i think that's a a good split point because it really you know um uh, they became a, a bigger band in 1999. You know, I mean, they they play three nights at Red Rocks. They, you know, th- the end of '98, they play f- four shows at the Fox, and um, they've been over to Europe a few times. And they were at this point, um, were they? I guess they weren't. Were they? Did they have their own record label at this point in '99 with uh, "Till the Medicine Takes." Was I think that, that's um, still a that's still under that? Well, is that a he, sanctuary. Yes. Okay, but I didn't know if that was like co-branded. Uh, <laughs> anyway, point being, uh, they they had sort of become a larger band by by this point, and so that's a it's a it's a good sort of dividing point from ninety eight to ninety nine, and so um, this was. Uh, this was these shows from June of 1999 are about a month before till the medicine takes comes out. And, um, we get through these three nights, we get the, uh, very first bears gone fishing with lyrics, uh, which hadn't been played, uh, in over a year when it was played on the second night. And then on the third night, we get the very first surprise Valley ever, which is really fitting for it to be played at Red Rocks. But um, those songs I remember kind of being like, you know, out of nowhere, right? We we knew the album was coming and um, knew most of the songs that had been performed, but these these two were sort of, uh, you know, new to the uh, to the band. So they they sort of showcased them in these three three night run. Well, there was that demo. Did you have that demo CD that it was? No, I don't think I was as summer? cool as you. I don't <laughs> think I had that one. I know I, I had the uh, this is the "Don't Tell the Band" yeah. demo that that was in two thousand. Yeah. Um, so you had already heard this. You had already heard "Bears Gone Fishing" and yeah, they had flo- okay. was floating around in that demo and which showed up, you know, at the house, whatever. And um, and so I think the. The anticipation, especially by the, we, you know, hanging out with the with our friends, you know, sitting around the camp campsite and talking about stuff, was that I think everybody kind of thought that we were going to hear them that weekend. It just was a matter of when, um, especially on the third night. Like the anticipation was pretty high for Surprise Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when it finally sort of when they started the second set with it, it was sort of like okay, this is kind of what we had been waiting for all weekend and it's a great i mean it, i mean the first time as as far as sort of first time plates go it's a yeah. really strong version oh yeah yeah uh, now it had a real nice i mean it seemed a little bit longer than most you know it's six, about a 16 nice, minutes yeah really nice build up at the beginning and um yeah they were they were firing on all cylinders and yeah no i forgot this was you were at these shows so 
Jeff, why don't you take us down the road with 1999 <laughs> Red Rocks? It was hot. And honestly, it was the the only times that I have camped in my life, with the exception of once, was at or around widespread panic shows. And I will say it went gradually downhill every time that I camped. The first time wasn't wasn't bad. <laughs> After that, it went steadily downhill. And I remember we got to our campsite and we had we camped with some friends. And first of all, I did not have a. I'm not. I enjoy the outdoors and will stay. I will do things outdoors, but I am not an outdoorsy person. Meaning, I do not want to sleep outdoors. I will hike. You're not for the more. outdoor type. <laughs> no, I will hike for hours, but I want a hotel room. Give me a bed where I can watch the late local news. Is, re- <laughs> is, is really what I want. Catch Johnny Carson's monologue. I mean, that's all you need. <laughs> exactly. Turn the air conditioning down to 64 degrees because I don't have to pay for it. Um, but anyway. Um, I remember we got to our campsite and it was pretty close to the venue and man, it was so, it was so hot. There were no trees. And I remember, except for these kind of scrub, scrubby pine things. And I remember we, we had this tent and we just like snuggled it up to this tree and sort of like, okay, what is the time of the day when we think we're going to need shade? And it was like, okay, we're going to need it in the morning. So we put it on, you know, the west side of the tree, hoping that it would block out the sun. So we didn't. And I remember the first morning we woke up and it was so hot in the tent. And I was like, oh my God, it's got to be like nine o'clock. And it was like 10 to seven. It was like, oh, it's going to be a long weekend. Um, but anyway. The shade, the shade it was throwing was like two <laughs> inches wide or something. Yeah, it was terrible. Um but yeah, it was the first first and only time I've been to Red Rocks, and I mean, it just it the first time you walk into the venue and you see the stage and the rocks and the view, it's just sort of floors you, and um, so just remember, just trying to enjoy that as much as possible, and and uh, first night first night is the is we didn't play, choose anything from the first night because the bands put that out as part of their archive releases, um, and I remember not being so into the first night as much as I was the second two. I think the shows got better over the course of the run. Um, the the last night, especially with the surprise Valley and then the encore, which will, which will play next. But the second night has a really great set first set closer with uh, Roger Lewis from the dirty dozen brass band. And we're going to play that for you right now.
Widespread Panic from June 26, 1999, the second night of their first three-night run at Red Rocks Amphitheater. At the end of the first set, 
with a really nice version of Picking Up the Pieces and then followed by Tallboy into Climb to Safety, all three songs with the baritone saxophone player from the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, uh, Roger Lewis. And this is sort of, you know, the Dirty Dozen sort of came into panic world, um, you know, Halloween 98. And for there for, I mean, it seemed like Widespread Panic and the Dirty Dozen were pretty inseparable there for... Um, a couple, three years, and I know they've played with them since, too. And um, I yeah, Well, this the, whole tour, essentially, yeah. from, um, you know, the, it started a week before this at, at Mud Island all the way, you know, so from the middle of June to the end of July, except for a few shows here and there, it was the Dirty Dozen every night, Yeah, um, which is cool. I mean, I think they, you know, a few of those songs you kept, you know, you'd hear every third night, but they were mixing in some different stuff. And this is really, this is a little bit different too. Um, you know, hearing, hearing him on these songs and, uh, I love the, I mean, I'm that, that picking up the pieces from, from light fuse with Brantford is one of my favorite, um, yep. recordings of panic. And this is, you know, this is pretty reminiscent. It's, it's, it was good stuff. I think my favorite sort of dirty dozen stuff with the exception of Halloween 98, which is sort of on its own and its specialness for in my opinion um the stuff with just roger lewis on it i think is my favorite um just because it's so clean like he fits in so well he plays so well especially on these songs so um so we'll so, jump to oh well as i say we'll jump to the the next night right and so how, how are you feeling on this third day jeff having you you've camped of, like in the dirt for uh, a couple days you, you're like you're fresh rested clean ready to take on take on the day yeah probably i mean i don't even remember what we did during the day it, you know at this point again i'm not not being as you said i'm not the outdoor type um and i uh i feel like we went into town at some point maybe uh, anyway, um, one of the parts of the story I didn't remember or didn't tell earlier was be- not being the outdoor type. I didn't necessarily have a backpack. Um, I had a school backpack, but I didn't have a backpack. Like a, cam- a pack. Like, you didn't have like a, a yes, I did have a pack. Yeah. Right. And so I remember when we were getting, it was three days and I had never been out to Colorado before. And, you know, I'd heard, you know, it's in the mountains and it gets cool at night and whatever. So I probably brought too much stuff, whatever. Anyway. I uh I had my school backpack, but I needed something else to put my clothes in, and so I didn't even have my own. So like a duffel or bag or like something like that. Yeah, um, but actually, what I did bring along was my parents' like hard Samsonite suitcase, and um, I remember we flew into the Denver airport, and we were waiting. Our friends had come to pick us up, and. It would, you know, I said we, just, you know, we had to grab our bags and my girlfriend at the time had like this really nice pack you know because she was an outdoors person right. um, me not being the outdoors person of course roll up to go camping for three nights at Red Rocks for the freaking Samsonite so of course it comes around on the uh, on the uh, luggage carousel and they I mean I just get this look like what are you doing and so I will say that in a tent, a two-person tent, a Samsonite takes up a significant amount of room. <laughs> it was a – so that made it unpleasant. I think they might have actually gotten to the point where I took all the stuff out and just put it outside the tent at some point. Anyway, probably the, right, probably the, right the best move. So I think that made for a relatively – unpleasant camping experience which may have led to maybe an unpleasant show going experience at least one of the nights but by the third night 
I think everybody was sort of like last night in town. We're going to see some, we're going to see something cool. Again, we were kind of anticipating the surprise Valley thing. Um, and it was, it's a great show. The show delivered and we're going to play a selection from the encore, um, of that night. And one of my, one of my all time favorite songs, regardless of who's playing it. And that is Bill Withers classic. Use me. Wow. 
June 27th, 1999, um, the first song of the encore, the great Bill Withers song, Use Me. And if y'all haven't heard the original version, got to check it out. The incredible James Gadsden on drums lays down such a groove and the band really picks up. Um, obviously, Use Me, first first debuts, Halloween 97. Um, it was one of those sort of songs that got kind of dropped in here and there and they're still playing it today, but it is... Definitely one of those songs that um, I learned about through widespread panic, and um, certainly you know in that during during college, um, that was one of the th- searching out Bill Withers records was something that became a thing around about 1997. But um, this is a great version of the song. Another song with the Dirty Dozen, um, the full band this time, and again just a way to great way to close out a a, a pretty good show overall. Yeah, that was a. Uh... And the, the Bill Withers Carnegie Hall is just such a great mm-hmm. live album if you haven't heard yep. it. But um, 
Yeah, so this is the encore of that third night with um, with a dozen, and then um, so as you use me makes sense to me fish water, uh, which is pretty nice. Nice run to close things out. So and, da- and Danny and Eric show up. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a it's a party. So we go to two thousand, and and you were at those shows in two thousand. Did you bring your hard side hard <laughs> hard side to Samsonite suitcase like all the cool kids? <laughs> well, you know it's funny. Uh, uh, not quite the same kind of story, but uh, my you know girlfriend at the time, wife now, we we drove out to Colorado from Kentucky, which I, I wouldn't really recommend to anybody because the stretch from like Louisville to uh, Denver is pretty brutal. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much can just like put it on cruise control and lock the steering wheel down on I seventy, and it's pretty straight. But um, we were planning, you know, because we just graduated from college. It was the summer after we graduated. And so we didn't really have like a whole lot of money or anything, but we wanted to go out. And uh, so the idea was that we would, uh, you know, drive to save money and then we would camp along the way. You know, it would take a couple days to get out there. Um, And so we would, you know, stop in wherever Kansas and camp out and eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and go on to the next as a way to save money. Um, but to our luck, uh, at the, I think it was at the Belmont, maybe it was the Derby that year. My wife being the genius handicapper that she is hit the trifecta on the Derby and we like won like $750. And it was like, hotels and dinner from now on <laughs> so uh so we did it the you know the high style we didn't have to camp out again and i like you am not exactly the outdoor type uh, we went last weekend to uh, a friend through a like a farm party uh they have a like an organic vegetable farm but they had a big party out and the and encourage could everybody to camp so that you wouldn't drive you know home um and there were lots of kids and so we were like yeah let's camp this will be the easy you know i mean you're not like out in the wilderness there's you know plumbing and you're right next to the car it should be fine and so me and rachel and the two-year-old and the four-year-old all piled into the three-person tent that we have and when i woke up at 5.30 to the chirping birds and the two-year-old talking in my ear. I was like, man, I remember why I didn't like to camp. <laughs> I'm sure there are beautiful places to camp, and, and I've just had bad experiences. But, I mean, I've only done it a handful of times. But, um, yeah, not not a great time last weekend camping. But, um, anyway, so back to the shows. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the two, the, that was – that was definitely like a, uh, I, I only like, you can really remember a lot of being at Red Rocks. I mean, I remember climbing up the stairs and, um, uh, and the big, deep, um, you know, benches of sort of, you know, rock benches rows where you sit and, um, going up to the top in the back and sort of seeing, it was kind of a, the, the Sunday show, um, there's sort of clouds rolling in cause it was sort of rainy and, um, yeah, I have lots of vivid memories from that show, but, um, 
let's play this first the second night and then uh i'll i'll talk a little bit more about the the third night because that's the one that uh that stuck with me so um we're gonna play uh a segment here from uh the second night of the 2000 run uh this is the closing segment of the first set
24th, 2000 from Red Rocks. Uh, this is the second of three nights, and you heard Thought Sausage into Love Tractor into Henry Parsons uh, to close out the first set. And uh, yeah, this is a really hot s- segment. Jeff, you you picked this one out. Yeah, I um, we hadn't played Thought Sausage yet, um, so that's kind of how I was like, oh. And I, admittedly, I hadn't listened to this before, but it is some... It is intense, uh, heavy panic, and I think we were talking about it before. Thought Sausage and Give used to be, had this edge to them when they first started playing in there. They were just mean songs, you mm-hmm. know. And this version of Thought Sausage, especially, is just it's almost sinister in how like JB, how JB's singing it, and how he's playing guitar and on the pedal and stuff. Like it is just a great version. And again, I'm not saying that they totally, you know, dulled the sharp edges on them, but. I, you know, they just didn't don't have the same sort of, you know, edge to them like they like like they used to. But this whole little segment here, these three songs, perfect sort of right at the end of a set uh, trio. Yeah, and you know, I think those just you know, the, when they're fresh out of the box and they're just you know, they're still sort of feeling their way through them. It's just there's more. I don't know. And then when you play it every third show for a year and a half, I think it starts to maybe yeah. lose a little bit of its luster. But um, anyway, that was a really good segment. And so uh, we'll move to the to the third show, which is a Sunday uh, sort of afternoon show. And um, there are, so we're going to play the encore, which is really good. But I just wanted to talk about a couple of other moments from the show that, that stuck out to me. Um, the, uh, it was the Baragon's fishing JB, um, like flubs a lyric at, like early. I don't know if he came in early or came in late or it was something. And, um, he stopped and sort of gathered himself and like the crowd started cheering so loudly, like, kind of rooting for him <laughs> to bring him back together. That it was, that was just a really cool moment. And then, um, about halfway through the set, uh, they've, they play Hatfield. And I, I mean, I swear it was like, they hadn't been playing it for 30 seconds and it started raining like real rain. Like it was, you know, kind of sunny when we got there and then it kind of got a little bit cloudy and then they start playing Hatfield and it rains, which is, you know, pretty amazing. And then later in the first set, they do a driving stop, go driving. And, um, at the end of the driving into the stop, go was a, uh, double rainbow all the way, as they say (laughs) over the stage. And, uh, I mean, it was really like one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Uh, and you can hear it if you listen to the show of the crowd's reaction as they sort of see it and it gets brighter. It was just, oh man, it was amazing. Um, I've got a picture that I took like, you know, back in before they had, you know, kids before they had smartphones, you couldn't do like a panoramic (laughs) picture with your phone. You had to take like five photos and then bring them to like the photo mat to have them stitch it together. Um, and so I've got one of those. It's a pretty cool shot from that rainbow, but, um, 
anyway, that was some of my memories from, from this show in 2000. But we're going to play the encore. Oh, you knew it wasn't. You aren't going to be able to get rid of us, Eddie.
Widespread Panic, June 25, 2000, at Red Rocks, the encore from the final night of their run, um, sometimes, and postcard into going out west. Harvey, any closing thoughts about this show? Um, well, I mean, it's, you know, great encore. Yeah, I love the three-song encore. And um, the, you know, postcard and going out west are both sort of like staple Red Rock songs. Um, and so it was cool to sort of finish the run on that note and, um, love that postcard with the, the long may you live rap in the middle by JB. That's one of my favorite songs, um, you know, that they've never really played. I mean, they played it in the, in the eighties and, um, I think JB's done it on some solo, uh, solo shows, but, um, it's the old, what is it, like Swedish birthday song, I think, that his yeah. grandma used to sing him or something. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so uh, it was cool to hear that. And, um, yeah, it's great, uh, great cherry on top uh, for a great run. We'll jump ahead to 2001, um, a year when neither of us were at Red Rocks. Um, but some good shows nonetheless. And we're going to go to June 24th and look at a segment of songs in the first set. Um, And again, songs that go together very, very well. And and, and at least in our opinion, we hope you think so too. So let's turn it over to the band. Trouble, oh trouble, can't you see? 
Widespread Panic, June 24th, 2001. Uh, first set, uh, Trouble, the uh, the Cat Stevens song that the band debuted just a few months before at Halloween in, in, in New Orleans, into Driving Song, into the Blind Faith classic Can't Find My Way Home, back into Driving Song. And uh, I can't think of three songs that, that go together much better than, than, than those three do. Yeah, nice... Um sort of chill vibe on all that that's a good uh a good good combo for sure so we're gonna close out um our red rocks episodes with 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 a selection that you picked out harvey why don't you tell the folks about it yeah so i felt like we needed to at least include something from the the last run that um that mikey did at red rocks in 2002 um but i segment that Mikey's not even playing on but (laughs) um, I really I I love this little this little jam I remember uh, seeing it on the set list the um, the teases it's basically coming out of drums Uh, it's it's just drums and bass and um, earlier in the show uh, schools or at the start of the second set schools did a um, Boris the spider tease and then during this a segment um he does uh, sparks and 515 and so this was the show was a day or two after the death of john entwistle who's the bassist for the who and um so this is a really cool sort of nod to him uh obviously i think probably a pretty big influence on uh on schools so uh it was his sort of shout out and uh is a is a really cool jam and we hadn't really done much drums and bass to this point so i thought that was uh, as good a time as any so um this is coming out of drums on the first night of the 2002 red rocks run
so that was uh, Drums and Bass, Out of Drums, uh, June 28th, 2002, from Red Rocks. Um, Dave School's little tribute to uh, John Entwistle, who had, who had just recently passed when this show occurred. Um, this was, I guess, what, the fourth to last show that, that Hauser performed um, on this Sunday afternoon at Red Rocks. So uh, we that'll put a bow on our Red Rocks spectacular the last two weeks. We have, uh, we've covered um, quite a few shows starting uh, back in 93 and uh, running all the way up through 2002. So um, hope you enjoyed the ride. Jeff, any uh, closing thoughts on, on our Red Rocks? No, we, we, we played some great stuff, but we left out some other great stuff so yeah. you know i invite everybody to to check out on um, those whole shows the whole shows especially those 90 the 96 and 97 shows i think those are probably yeah. some of the strongest for sure so um yeah thanks so thanks again for joining us um be sure to tell your friends um follow us on twitter and um facebook and uh you know shoot us an email uh happy to get the feedback uh next week we will be celebrating the fourth of july uh this episode will come out on uh on tuesday the fourth so i hope everybody has uh, a safe holiday weekend and um you know be careful with all the fireworks and uh we will talk to you next week 